I'm Angela, and it is the end of the school year. Yay! <laughs> summer! <laughs> have you showered today? Uh, no, Neither I haven't. Have I. <laughs> and it's almost noon. <laughs> Drinking coffee. Uh, but we figured uh, this is a really good time of year to talk about um, how do you, how what do you do with your organizers at the end of the school year? Like, how do you organize them in a, I don't know, organized way? <laughs> In a way that, so when I come back in September, I won't be digging through all my files going, where is that unit organizer for my first unit? Yeah, yeah. And actually, um, I just took a job at another school in the district, and so I had to box all my stuff up and put it in storage for the summer. So And I'm moving classrooms, yeah. so I have to get everything ready to go so I'm not tearing my hair out in September. So it's kind of um, how, just what... What are our ways of how we organize all our content enhancement routines and, and mm -hmm. our, just our sim materials in general? Mm -hmm. Because we also kept a lot of our PD materials oh, yeah. in our classroom. We have PD feedback forms, PD planning forms, manuals. all the manuals, <laughs> all the, the plans for yeah. how we do our PDs. And so, so, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we have to organize. So, you. Here's my question for you, because yes. I kind of know, but I don't, actually. Yeah. You put all your organizers in files, so do you yes. have different, do you, is it for units, or just... Yes, I organize by units, so for example, um, when I, this was my first year teach, teaching um, U.S. history, so what I did is I, at the beginning of the year, I did a, a, a course organizer, and I just figured out, you know, I used the state standard, or the CCSS, Common Core State Standards, and as well as some district priority standards and some planning materials from the district website. And the district provides a huge document, probably like 10 pages worth of like yeah. all the goals and objectives, and they're kind of boring. So I take that and I put it into a user-friendly format on the course organizer, and then I staple all that together. So the course organizer is kind of at the beginning of the file. And then I have... We're talking like a file cabinet. Yes, file, right? I can pull out four okay. drawers tall. And then I have a manila folder for each unit, which starts with the unit organizer, has a links, um, has a either a concept uh, mastery or a, um, like a question exploration. Question, yeah, I like that one mm -hmm. um, and various others. And I, I usually put get a binder clip or binder ring. And so then I just put mm. them all on the binder ring. Mm. So when I want to photocopy them, I don't have to like, and this is super picky, but I don't have to like fold it over and photocopy it's like on the binder ring so I can photocopy it flat or oh. just take it off photocopy and put it back on okay because if they're stapled together you gotta rip it out is it I mean is it a typed up version from gist or is it a written version the unit organizer is usually the typed version and then if I change it when I do it then I'll, yeah. I'll put the one that I do with the class right behind it yeah um, so that way I, I have... Both. Yeah, because sometimes I end up feeling like I have 19 versions of the yes. same thing, but they're all slightly different. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> and I'm kind of a hoarder when it comes to the organizers. Like, I don't want to get rid of this yeah. one. It was good, but I have the exact same thing in another yeah. color. That's why I like the binder clip is because then I can Yeah, just, that's a good idea. Or the binder ring, I keep saying. Yeah. Because um, I can just add a whole bunch and add it right in. Um, yeah, so then everything is in there. And then it's just in a manila file labeled. And you do that for each subject. Each unit, yeah. So this year I amassed a new one for every yeah. class. I taught four new classes this year. So I have a lot. Yeah, well, because you let me use all your math materials <laughs> this year. and yeah, it Was, was like, it helpful? I hope it so. It was, yeah, because 
you have you had everything like in a what do you call it like a crate I yeah. guess with the file folders yeah. inside and so your organizers are in there but then like other other materials used mm-hmm. for those amounts yeah. and since I hadn't really taught math before <laughs> it was like thank you yeah. the thing is that I mean just you know we all know this with the organizers though is what was I'd never really had a lot of experience teaching math okay I'm gonna make this happen and there were so many materials in there, and some mm-hmm. of them are from the like the mm. textbooks and some yeah. of the things that you printed out as like supplemental mm-hmm. materials. But for me personally, it was like when I saw like a links or mm-hmm. a, a concept diagram or the mm-hmm. unit organizer, I'm like, oh, thank God! Like this will be an easy <laughs> lesson for me to teach because yeah. I just know how to do mm-hmm. it. And it's like the common language. Yeah. <laughs> The language but, you speak. But then there were other things where, like, I it was, like, your notes. And I was, like, wait, now how do I factor a prime again? <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, so I use binders. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't even know how. I, I think I just started this one day and it just mm-hmm. worked for me. But so I have a binder for science, mm-hmm. a binder for social studies, a binder for – I used to have a separate binder for reading and one for writing. Oh. But this last year I just did a language arts binder because we had less time in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also – I have a binder that um, is just like miscellaneous. Yeah. So if I use like any of the routines mm-hmm. for – I don't like community building mm-hmm. or like study skills, yeah. it kind of all goes in yeah. there. Um and a few years ago, when we were on a team together, we color-coded all our subjects. Oh, that was so nice. So, like, my reading binder is, like, red, and mm-hmm. my writing binder is yellow, and mm-hmm. our math binder is whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I put in the masters, mm-hmm. and it's, it's basically I just have dividers for the mm-hmm. units, kind of like you do. But I don't put in any other materials. It's only the oh. – I only put in the routines. That's That makes it – easier it is it is for finding the routines it's like because they all just fit together it's like okay there's the unit organizer and there's the links I used and Mm -hmm. there's the question exploration and whatever but um then I have to like sort of scrounge around for the supplemental materials sometimes so my system is definitely not perfect Mm -hmm. what um what I do with my students then though at the beginning of the school year is you know I expect them to have a binder for each subject mm-hmm. and you know especially like in sixth grade you have to teach them how to use a divider yes. that was like three whole lessons where it was like <laughs> this is how you put dividers in a binder <laughs> nope that's backwards <laughs> <laughs> this is how you write on that tiny little tab of paper and stick it, it in, in the divider yeah and, uh, they really need that they do and and it was like um you know, and I tell them, you know, one one section is going to be your organizers, and one mm-hmm. section is going to be projects, and one is going to be homework, and whatever. And so then every day when we would finish, an, mm-hmm. like, a routine, like, say we finish a unit organizer, I would have to model in front mm-hmm. of the classroom that I am taking my unit organizer, and I am putting it into the organizer section mm-hmm. of the binder. You do it, too. Yeah. And I'd say, because, you know, we're going to do the backside mm-hmm. at the end of the unit. They know that, but I felt like unless I was, like, really vigilant in modeling it, they just stick it in their desk. Yep. So. And so hole-punching it's important, too. So yeah. Can, it's not a big cluster. When you, where is that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so now at the end of the school year, I feel like um, – what I have is that that teacher binder uh-huh. where I always model uh-huh. for the students is exactly 
in order what I would teach next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, not and, to say that I wouldn't, you know, tweak yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But it's really organized. And they, I feel like they are really proud of that, mm-hmm. that binder, just all their work. And yeah. then kind of at the end of the year, you know, we'll do reflections and all that. And they'll flip through and be like, whoa, remember when we did this? Yeah. And they'll, I don't know, it's like evidence of their learning. Uh-huh. And they're just like, they own it. Totally. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I essentially have my binders as my master copies for me, Mm -hmm. but then I also have that one that essentially are all the co-constructed ones I did with the students. And then that binder has some of the supplemental materials Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So essentially I have, I sort of feel like I have like two sets of binders. Yeah. 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 I think... Um, having hard copies is really important. Um, I do have digital copies. Yeah. However, it just died on my personal laptop at home, <laughs> so I have all these digital copies that I can't access now. But if I email them to myself, I can print them off at school because for some reason it works on my school computer. Yeah. Um, so having hard copies is really important. And then I also have a binder of hard copies. Um, so if I need to... Print. Mm-hmm. I can just grab the hard copy, run down to the copier, yeah. print thirty, and um, I have it. So that's some... actually a good point too, because I have all I have digital copies from Gist, mm-hmm. um, and I have I mean I have flash drives from when I was coaching that just mm-hmm. have all the routines loaded on mm-hmm. it. And I have tons of those flash drives, so that I could have just handed them to teachers. But um, in the classroom, I have a ginormous binder mm-hmm. that has a whole bunch of just blank routines mm-hmm. so that when students needed them, they were just there. Yeah. They just knew where to go. Yeah. Especially unit organizers. Or me, too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just needed one. Remember that time I printed out 2,000 <laughs> frames? There was some sort of... <laughs> no, because no, I did the exact same 2, thing. 2,000. <laughs> Somehow, oh I don't know like what was wrong with like our, our network server, oh. but if you would hit... If you would use the print button on GIST, <laughs> it would somehow print, like, 10 of each copy. So, say you wanted 30, like, you yeah. wanted 30 for your students, it would like give you 300. 300. <laughs> but if you just went to file print, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Brian came back and was like, who is printing all this? I was like, oh, my God. That's me. Well, we're going to use them. We are. They, actually, I totally would go in there and grab them. I, I was like, oh, these are from four years ago. Yeah, totally. <laughs> They're still in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hard copies are nice. Um, what do you do if, like, a student missed the day that you did a unit organizer or a, a routine? I have, um, and it, well, in addition to that, just the binder with all the blank routines, mm-hmm. I have a missing work binder. I mean, that is something I think I picked up from Champs, mm. where I just have that organized, like, by subject as well, you know, because I'm self-contained. Mm-hmm. And if they were absent, like, <laughs> I'm just like, don't ask me. Like, yeah. go to the binder, ask a neighbor, yeah. like, find it on your own. Um, and so it's pretty self-sufficient for the uh-huh. most part. I do find it's so frustrating with those binders though where the the kids go access them themselves like I have it all nicely Mm -hmm. organized and then I come back like five minutes later and it's like the binder has barfed everything (laughs) all over the counter and I'm like who did this (laughs) who didn't put these back (laughs) who didn't put the organized for back yeah so um so if they're absent um generally they will just go Mm -hmm. they'll ask a neighbor what did they miss Mm -hmm. 
and get a blank one and then just copy from a neighbor mm-hmm. or I'll sometimes I'll have my master copies stapled up on the wall oh, yeah, or sometimes I'll steal a kid copy if it's good and I'll staple it yeah. on the wall so that I feel like they they know where it is what mm-hmm. do you do I have a kind of a tall filing um, tray it has like six different trays on it and so I'll have seventh grade social studies seventh grade language arts eighth grade social studies eighth grade language arts and above it in a huge sign in bold print, it just says extra copies. <laughs> so kids ask, I literally just point to the wall where all year long it said extra copies. Mm-hmm. And then they can just grab it. And I'll usually always, if I have 30, I'll print 40. Mm-hmm. Because I totally. know. Yes. I totally do oh, the same they, thing. They will lose it. Yeah. They will get recycled. They will get squished. They'll spill apple juice on it. Uh-huh. Um, and so... Usually when I, I do a unit organizer, I'll print my copy, my teacher copy that's completed. I'll do a closed version for my SPED and ESL kids, so it's partially filled out, and then I'll just have some blanks. Mm-hmm. And so usually the closed versions end up in the extra copies file. Yeah. So if they're gone, they can either grab the closed version or a blank, or, or they can get it from a neighbor, um, or they can come see me. Yeah. So usually there's like a a partially filled out copy that then they can get the information on their own because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to just hand it to them. Yeah. Um, but it's in there and I'll just put everything in there for each subject so they can literally, and it's like, you know, top to bottom so they can literally go through and it's uh-huh. just all like in there. And that's why I color code mine. Mm-hmm. It's like, so they don't even have to look that hard. It's like, I'm looking for blue, blue is social mm-hmm. studies. Okay. There it is. Um, yeah. You know, in my head, I've always thought it would be really nice to have... Actually, no. You know, we did this a few years ago, and we just kind of let it slide, but what? I found it on the what? last day of school. As a team, we had gotten together, and we had made a list of all the routines that we had made, either collaboratively really? or separately, what? so that the next year, we would know, like, okay, I'm going to do a unit organizer on each of China, oh. and Angela has it. I'm going to go ask her, right? Oh. Oh, and wow. we, we had a we really organized, and then I think yeah. we, we weren't on the same team anymore, yeah. and we just stopped doing it. Yeah. But um, And now we all have hundreds, literally. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like the more the more we do, yeah. the I do more complicated like it gets. We have tweaked. Like, if we went yeah. back yeah. and did that very first unit organizer oh, yeah. that we did on Adventures and Disaster, I think we'd be embarrassed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, I mean, kind of as we go, it's yeah. kind of like housekeeping. Totally. Oh, this one is garbage. Throw it out. Yeah, yeah. Do another one. Um, so, I mean, they get more, I guess. Or curriculum changes, too. Yeah, that's or, or like, now. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe the focus of what we used to teach, mm-hmm. even though it's the same unit, is different. Because mm-hmm. we used to do... We had priority standards. Yeah, right? our, our district had specific assessments mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we had to do, and now those are just gone. Yeah. Strange. They never sent an email and said, we're not doing these anymore. And some of us just kept doing them. (laughs) I mean, it's good to do assessments, but was it? There was like no money for them to actually be assessed. So, (laughs) yeah, go Um, figure. Yeah. Well, our state doesn't do the state writing test anymore either. Yeah, that's right. Specifically because of budget. So, so there's that. But, so in June, how do you how do you close out the year so it's not you like, mean in terms of my organization yes well um, this year might be a little different <laughs> well no I mean this year was really different because I had to think um, about putting 
putting things in boxes. And also, if we're going to lead any PD this mm-hmm. summer, I didn't want it in a box on the bottom of my storage yes. unit. I put those boxes aside and tried mm-hmm. to organize them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... I basically just go through my binders and clean house a little bit, see what I need, see what I don't. And some other curriculum binders I don't really look at. Yeah. But in terms of um, all of my routines, that's the one thing where I really do go through and and pull out the garbage. Yeah. And that's kind of our model for yeah what we're going to be teaching teachers how to do. So. Yeah. What was kind of cool, too, um, on the side is, like, on the last day of school... Uh, you know, a lot of my students mm-hmm. are scrambling to turn in work, and I'm grading it, you know, alone. And I had several kids where they had turned in a project, and, and there were a lot of pieces in the project, but um, including the routines we'd done in class was there. And a lot of them took a blank piece of paper and oh, remade yeah. the routines on, like, blank white paper because they thought it was prettier. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point. Like yeah. now, it's in your brain. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal: is that they could, they know how to organize and think like that. Yeah, and that they can do it on their own. I mean, yeah. that's like the ultimate. Yeah, you got so it. I keep um, student examples of work mm-hmm. as as well, like student routines that mm-hmm. are that are done, you know, yeah, to my satisfaction. Just so that next year, mm-hmm. because I'm the school I'm going to next year, I'm quite positive nobody uses content enhancement yeah. like I'll be the only one and um but I totally expect to do it mm-hmm. and I want the kids to see what it what it looks yeah. like and, and you'll have years of yeah of examples to show them yeah um, be interesting I feel like when I I have a, a portfolio and um, you know just like for job interviews and in the portfolio I have a section for content enhancement and I feel like that's kind of the most dazzling part mm. of my portfolio. Totally. Because I have, like... We should have one on job interviews, since we oh, both just went on job interviews. Yes, we should. <laughs> we totally should. How your content enhancement routines yeah. dazzle people at the end Sell it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like when I flipped to that part, it was kind of like people got out of their chairs to come over and look at it. Yeah. So, I mean, and I had my, my copy and then the student copies, and I feel like that was, yeah. that was a strong part. I mean... Um, Sadly, I did not get the job, but I, I think I did pretty well in the interview. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I was, uh, I was glad that, that I included that in there. At least in one of your interviews, nobody fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that was me, but somebody fell asleep. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Too early, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you use any, like, color coding or... Anything like that? Checklists? Mm, as far as I don't know. Well, I when we Your stuff. When, <laughs> well, when I was in, when we were self-contained and there was the budget for colored cardstock. Yeah. Oh, I did that totally. That was nice. Um, but what I find I'll do is I'll take a highlighter and I'll just like mm. squiggle around the edges, and okay. so it's like this one's pink, this one's blue, this one's yellow, and I can just easily identify either like what area or what subject I've done. Yeah. Um, actually, I do that a lot on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, okay. And then usually, I mean, I, I do the files. That's kind of my, my main organizing piece. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I definitely this year, because I'm moving classrooms, um, I took all my sim stuff and I kind of set it aside 
and I boxed all of that up very uh, purposefully as far as yeah, like me too. Uh, the manuals and the, my work and the students' work. And that's actually now in a box in my garage, so we can use it this mm-hmm. summer. But everything mm-hmm. else is just kind of yeah. in boxes in the middle of my classroom at school. Yeah, that's a good um, point. But that way, and I'll have time this summer to kind of make sure I did everything. Um, so in September, I can mm-hmm. just pull it out and use it. Because um, I'll be teaching the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice not have to learn four new things this year. I really think teachers being organized mm-hmm. is really important, mm-hmm. personally. <laughs> but I also think modeling organization is really important too, especially mm-hmm. for our high poverty kids. Yes. Um, and I think a good testimonial of that is when we led, I don't know, some sort of workshop mm-hmm. at school with our teachers. And we had asked, um, I think we were trying to sell the staff a little bit more yes. on content enhancement. This was yes. a few years ago. And one of my previous students, actually, I think we asked several of our students. Lots, yeah. Um, you know, will you come in and just mm-hmm. talk about how content enhancement helped you? Mm-hmm. And they came in and they were really cute. But one of my kids came in and he had a binder. He was one of my former students. Yeah. And he had this very, like, <laughs> legitimately organized binder, like, color-coded. And it was all the routines from the year before that we'd done in class. And uh-huh. he was like, you know, I'm not going to get rid of these because I'm going to use them. Yeah. And uh, that was like, yeah. Like, they don't just throw it away. Mm-hmm. It means something. And I feel like... Not only did he learn a lot, but he he learned a skill in how to organize important materials. Mm-hmm. So um, that was it's not was, just for us; it's no, for the kids too. Yeah, the staff. I remember they were all like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's legit." I think um, a little small victory for me when I'm teaching is like when a kid asks for something and I can pull it out in less than three seconds, uh-huh. and. You know, like, yeah, totally. I remember being in middle school and high school, and you go and you ask a teacher for something, and they're, like, you know, like, scrambling through their desks, yeah. and like, um, um, and it's just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, when I can just pull it out like that, it's like, I know I got, you know, I got my stuff together. Yeah, I had so. a couple kids this year, like, I think in our career unit, we were like, describe yourself in three words, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, how would you describe me? And I was very pleased, because they were like, organized, prepared, like, <laughs> You know, they didn't say, like, friendly or anything. (laughs) I don't know. But I was, like, organized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important to them. I mean, they want to know that you're professional, you're accountable. They want, you know, they don't want to be taught by a a slot, you know? Oh, I totally remember having a geometry teacher in 10th grade. And I sucked at math. (laughs) And, um... Basically just convincing her all the time. No, I turned that in. And, and she had all these piles. Oh, you're right, Lindsay. You did. And I got like an A in that class. But then when I went to like my junior year, like it was like algebra 3-4. Oh my God, I totally floundered and had to get a tutor because my teacher just sort of accepted my faking it, <laughs> you know. But I remember it was like, it was like class joke yeah just how disorganized uh, she was and she was a nice person but yeah hello yeah <laughs> get it together yeah so I don't ever want to be that person yeah and it's hard being a teacher we have so many oh, things no kidding and every, we check our box and it's stacks of papers oh, every so. staff meeting I <laughs> saved actually this year I, I don't know why but every handout we got at every staff meeting and I just put it in a drawer because I was like oh, I'll need this at some point yeah I just had this unused drawer on the side of my desk and then the last week of school, I went to go open the drawer, and it was just stacks of all these papers that we had gotten at staff meetings that I had never, ever used yeah. again. 
like, oh, straight in the recycling. That's funny because I always felt like, because you always take notes, too. Yeah. I'm like, I never do. Like, I usually show up to a staff meeting without a pencil (laughs) because I know that that you will take the notes. (laughs) I do. (laughs) What am I going to do next year? I know. I'm going to have to learn how to take notes. I know. I don't even know why I write that stuff down. I mean, well, sometimes it's important, but. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, being important and organized, I think, is not only important for yeah. just us as professionals, but, I mean, for the kids, it's it's responsible. I um, would also like, to, I mean, I'm just curious how, because you and I have a real frame of reference, and we mm-hmm. share things all the time, we mm-hmm. work next to each other. I would like mm-hmm. to know, I guess, how other people yeah. um, organize their materials or mm-hmm. maybe go about it. Um, so if you're listening and you have some input, yeah, you know, how do you organize? Comment on Facebook for us. We would be curious if you do anything different. Yeah. Or, you know, there are some people who have been doing this a really long time and probably have a really seamless system. So, yeah, share with us. We want to hear ideas. Yeah. Um, I think this might be our last podcast before Kansas. Yeah. Because you're going on your road trip. I am. I will be road tripping (laughs) all the way from Portland, Oregon to Lawrence, Kansas this summer. And you'll be taking your single flight, in, your direct yeah, flight. My direct flight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will roll in smelling like campfire and bear from Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, but when we're at the conference, um, we will be probably updating on Facebook a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll probably do a couple podcast episodes. Yeah. While from we're there. Live from Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> so... And our intern, Carrie, will be joining us in Kansas. That's true. So, uh, yeah, we can get some info from her, too. Okay, so uh, our blog is simchatpdx.blogspot.com, or you can search our Facebook. Simchat Podcast, or Simchat PDX, or is it Simchat Podcast? I think if you just look up Simchat Podcast, it pops up. Yep. You're there. Okay, and we'll see you next time. Adios.